future. There are no people. There are no people in the future. No people at all. There are no people in the future. Where did all my people go? There are no people in the future. Let me try my people call. Everybody, 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 welcome, welcome. Yes, it is Friday. It is November 3rd. Yes, and we are just a few short days away from this year's school board and municipal elections. It's going to be something, folks. Uh, It's going to be something I've got a feeling. Um, There's no doubt about that. Sorry, I'm playing a little bit here with the levels. Uh, Welcome to Raging Chicken's Friday Politics Roundup. This is Kevin Mahoney, editor and founder of Raging Chicken. Each week, we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly in state and national politics. You can help support this show, becoming a patron for as little as five bucks a month. Head on over to patreon.com slash rcpress today. You can also help out the show by heading over to our YouTube channel if you're not there already. Smash that subscribe button, like the stream for this show, and hit that notification bell so you know every time we go live. And if you're one of our awesome podcast listeners, make sure to leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you listen on. And leave a comment to let folks know why you like the show. Little things like this help other people find the show. On today's show, um, yes, it is all municipal election time. It is school board election time. It is state Supreme Court election time. It is county commissioner election time. It is the odd year election year. And there is a ton at stake. And that is really what we're going to be focusing on on our show today. Um, Do also have to give a little shout out to... uh, I I guess shout out's the wrong word for this, uh, but an acknowledgement of the ongoing crisis in the uh, in Israel and uh, and the Gaza, where uh, Israel has just announced that it is uh, surrounded Gaza City now and is planning for a protracted and quote bloody war. And also, we see that Russia has uh, upped its game if you will, and started more assaults in Ukraine. Yes, there is still a war going on in Ukraine. Um, And there's like a thousand other things that we could put on the table here this week because it is uh, that kind of world that we live in these days. Um, Say nothing of the climate crisis, say nothing of crisis of governance in this country. But since it is an off-year election and we are four days away, Right, that's going to be our focus, as it should be, in my mind. Just a lot going on. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, listen, uh, for more PA Progressive Talk, tune to the Rick Smith Show's live stream at 9 p.m. Eastern on his YouTube channel, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you get your streams, and subscribe to his podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Head on over to ricksmithshow.com for the latest across all his platforms. And check out the Sisters of the Night Caucus podcast, the amazing PA women stirring the political cauldron behind this podcast, Rock the House, and they know where the bodies are buried. Make sure to follow them on Twitter at, at the Night Caucus. That's at the Night Caucus on Twitter, and subscribe to their podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you haven't heard, The Signal is that podcast from the Bucks County Beacon. The Signal is hosted by the Beacon's editor-in-chief, Cyril Michaleko, and produced by yours truly, Twice a month, The Signal will shine a light on right-wing extremist currents streaming through Bucks County and beyond. Cyril invites guests to provide insight, analysis, and organizing solutions so that we can steer the community toward calmer, saner, progressive roots. Check out The Signal at the thebuckscountybeacon.podbean.com. And uh, you must have also heard, right? You must have also heard about the Civic Circle, right? Um, the Civic Circle is a new uh, Gen Z-hosted and focused uh, podcast from the Bucks County Beacon. Uh, give me just a second here. Um, the reason why I'm pausing here uh, is because the the first few episodes, first two episodes of uh, the Signal came out, um, and they had their. Uh, of course, of course, this is what I want. Hold on. 
Uh, first two episodes of the Civic Circle came out, and they were part of the BucksCountyBeacon.Podbean.com site, you know, the Bucks County Beacon main site. Uh, but now they have their own stream. They've got their own stream in their own location. You can check them out at the CivicCircle.Podbean.com. Brand new episodes uh, just dropped this week uh, with the focus on, yes, again, um, kind of more local elections. What goes a review of what the different offices are in these municipal elections coming up uh, and a discussion with two of the Democratic Party candidates for the Doylestown Township Supervisor. Um, do check out the Civic Circle. Um, again, it's civiccircle.podbean.com. Um, and if you want to kind of go and, you know, check out the signal which is just uh it's just becoming such an important venue just head on over to buckscountybeacon.podmean.com for the signal attention all you gamers out there the game in is a quaker town based black family owned gaming store they're friends of the show and they've got everything for retro n64s the latest console video games for all platforms collectibles action figures funko pops walls of funko pops you got a question about a game look for something hard to get they've got you covered check them out on their facebook page or follow them on twitter at, at the game in that's with two n's at the game in on twitter and shoot them a message or drop them an email at the game in pa at gmail.com i also want to give a special welcome to our new uh we we, we work uh sponsorship a little bit differently on this program um you know normally they go out and you kind of seek out sponsors to help you fund your shows well we actually kind of just like we give shout outs to people that we want you to support. <laughs> right? We don't give money. We don't get money from them to sponsor them. Right. We just are trying to help them in what they do. It's, you know, like this, but uh, this newest one is uh, an absolute, uh, I, I was absolute joy to be able to tell you about this. If you are in the Kutztown area, uh, at all. If you're driving through, if you're uh, visiting for the day, if you live there, whatever it means, you got to check out the brand new Heart and Hearth Deli. Uh, the Heart and Hearth Deli is located at six, or 466 West Main Street, Kutztown, PA. It is literally like kitty corner from um, the main campus. Um, it is, uh, there's a pizza place right on the corner and there's right next to it. it used to be the Uptown Espresso Bar, right? Um, but the Heart and Hearth Deli is uh, run by uh, one of the people that I love most in this world, Colleen Fitzgerald. She is amazing. Um, she and her husband have been running the Heart and Hearth Deli now for a while, and uh, are, they've been running out of Renegers. Uh, they've been doing catering events, but they, have, they, have, they now have a physical location um, at 466 uh, West Main Street. Um, you can go check them out. I want you to go over and check them out. If you do nothing uh, for me, leave them a comment. Let them know that you heard about their, um, you heard about them on this show. Um, tell them your support. Give them a follow. You can check them out at Heart and Hearth Deli, all one word on Instagram. Um, they are an American bistro. Um, they focus on barbecue and French-inspired fare. They fe feature uh, locally sourced organic ingredients. Um, they're absolutely amazing. Um, we I brought home uh, three different galettes that Colleen had made, uh, one that with, with mushrooms, one with uh, figs, uh, another one we had this amazing, it was a sweet one, that had these like little shavings of chocolate and raisins, just absolutely delicious. Um, you just got to go check them out. Um, if you want to talk about somebody who has spent decades, right, I mean, literally, um, has devoted her life to searching out um, local farmers to support local farmers and build relationships with them over the years and is now bringing that all together in this space in Kutztown please do check it out it is at 466 West Main Street in Kutztown um, and also if you're out there on the weekends for at Renegers you can go to um, check them out at Renegers um, that's a kind of like a farmer big farmers market in Kutztown um, do check it out um, congratulations Colleen on opening the Heart and Hearth Deli. Um, and I, I do hope that uh, if you all are out that way, you stop by um, and uh, you pick up some delicious stuff, you will not be sorry that you did. You will not be sorry that you did. Um, anyways, everybody, look, if we want a progressive future, we need progressive media. Support Pull No Punches homegrown progressive media today. Become a patron for rage, of Raging Chicken for as little as five bucks a month. Simply go to patreon.com slash rcpress. We're here for the fight and we need you. Become a patron for the price of a good beer once a month. Help keep the media in the movement and the movement in the media. Become a patron for as little as five bucks a month by going to patreon.com slash rcpress today. 
Well, everybody, uh, like I said, um, we got a big day. I mean, look, chances are, if you're listening to this today, um, you know this already. <laughs> um, but can't hurt. Um, it's a huge election coming up. Um, we have the school board elections in the Penridge School District, um, in the Central Buck School District, um, in Palisades, in Souderton, in Quakertown, in Council Rock. Um, they're all up, and we know the stakes, right? We know that we have an, we have this completely unaccountable and um, Moms for Liberty dominated school board in Penridge that has completely thrown the district in disarray. We've seen teachers fleeing um, from the district um, to the point where the, uh, the school board forced some of those teachers to basically stay through October um, because they had already, they already found jobs elsewhere. They, they were going to, they put in their resignation to say, no, no, we're going to hold you to October 1st because of like, you know, because, when they gave their notice or whatever like this. And now you have, so, you know, to give like the appearance that if they actually had enough teachers to staff the schools, those teachers have left, right? They can't take it anymore. They found one, we know that the Penridge pays less than other surrounding districts. Two, um, they've watched their curriculum that they worked so hard to develop being kind of stripped away from them. Three, right, the kind of national crazy politics have been brought down into this school board meetings and into the schools and the teachers like I don't need this and so they're out the downside of that in addition to the quality of education and what's going to happen with our kids the other downside of that is that this is precisely the plan from Vermilion education the you know Hillsdale College kind of right-wing Christian curricular consultant that the Penridge School District hired. This was part of his game plan that he went and he kind of, you know, told everybody about down at the Moms for Liberty conference, convention, meeting, whatever the hell you want to call it, revival uh, down in Philadelphia this summer. And the reason we know about that is because the Bucks County Beacon got a hold of a recording of Jordan Adams and put out the transcript of what Jordan Adams said at the Moms for Liberty revival meeting. And said, yeah, basically you want to try to drive people out so you can bring your own people in. We already know that the um, several, uh, at least two, I believe, uh, at least two, definitely one, at least, but I believe it was been two in different occasions of the school board members have decided that they are going to start sitting in on interviews uh, with uh, and set up meetings with new teachers, interviews with hiring teachers and administrative staff. Again, that is right out of the Vermilion playbook as a way of gaining control, right, and con completely fundamentally altering the nature of public education and the curriculum at Penridge School District. We know that because of this school board and the Penridge School District that um, teachers and social studies teachers and English teachers um, in the high school, the middle school and elementary school um, did not have a curriculum when they started school this year. The school board forced through major curricular changes being proposed by that Christian <laughs> that nationalist Vermilion education consultant that they hired unaccountably. And they did not vote on the approval of that curriculum until the night after the first day of school. So ninth grade social studies teachers didn't know what the heck that they were, if they were going to be teaching what they had prepared, what they were, had, you know, spent all this time on developing, or if they were going to have a brand new curriculum that they were going to have to rewrite everything at the beginning of the school year. Turns out they had to rewrite everything at the beginning of the school year. All the while being blamed by said school board, those teachers were blamed saying that they didn't do the work. They didn't kind of do the curriculum, uh, curriculum um, development that they were asked to do. And that's why they had, that's really why the chaos was there because they didn't give the school board what they wanted. And then only later you find out, oh, that school board actually told those teachers who were working on that curriculum to cease and desist, to stop working on that curriculum. And then they turned around to the public and blamed those teachers. And you wonder why those teachers are now wanting to leave.
So that is at stake in the Penridge School District. The thing is, is that there's, there's two people who, um, one, we could call her the godmother of the, uh, the current um, Penridge crisis. That'd be Joan Cullen. And then the, uh, I don't know, the, I mean, I mean, I think like the, I don't know, Moms for Liberty kamikaze fighter, Megan Bannis Clemens, who's willing to burn everything down, destroy everything. Neither of them, neither of them are, re, are running this year, though. Right now, I know, look, we've talked about this on the show. Joan Cullen has not voted mostly with the Moms for Liberty backed contingent of the school board. Right. She has raised significant and important questions about the process by which the school board has been making decisions. Not just saying, oh, you should have done it, but rather breaking laws not properly informing the public about not properly informing the, the rest of the board of actions that were being taken in their name about backroom deals, not adequately vetting consultants being brought in, not having an open process, doing underhanded things, making on the shot, you know, all, I mean, that's, we, we've been over this, right? We've been over this. So Joan Cullen has stood up against that crap and said pretty explicitly that here. But let's not forget, she's also, if you go back to these the same school board meetings this year, we were talking about Vermilion education, about Hillsdale College, about the 1776 curriculum being imposed in our school district. She proudly says that she is the one that first decided that they should be looking at the Hillsdale curriculum. She is the one that attended the... Um, the uh, the rally outside of the insurrection in Washington, D.C. She is the one that was initially attacking students who stood up for gun control and calling them out and calling them communist and communist influence, calling students this. So as much as I appreciate the attention to the law and process that Joan Cullen brought to the board, let's not forget of her legacy, but she's not running this year. And frankly, I could see why she wouldn't want it. You would, why, why would I do this anymore? You might not like Joan Cullen. You might not agree with her politics like me. I do not agree with her politics. I don't know her as a person, so I'm, it does matter to me, but I, I, I am fundamentally opposed to what her politics. However, she was competent. <laughs> Right at the very, she knew the rules. As a matter of fact, that's where her power came from. Her power came from she knew the rules. She knew that she didn't have to kind of grandstand it. She just would patiently make sure she had a, a a majority on the board and push through pretty significant and fairly radical changes. Except she did them slowly over time. The new crew who comes in, the Moms for Liberty back people, Megan Bannis Clemens, Jordan Blomgren. Right, those two especially, Ricky Chaikin. Those those three in particular, and they're they're two. The, I don't even want to give these guys names. David Rice, right? He was the chair. Like these these guys were just like bumps on logs. They didn't say anything, even when they were asked to say things. They were just their their lap dogs. The Moms for Liberty lap dogs sat there. Right, But they were able to control it. The Moms for Liberty back crew plus the, their two lap dogs were basically able to push through all the cricket, you know, against the will, against any, what, you know, any common sense whatsoever. And Megan Bannis Clemens was the, you know, the tip of that spear. She's also not running this year. It's weird that she's not running this year, right? I mean, she has been one of the most power hungry people on the board. She has been one of the ones that has been so outspoken about how horrific the like everyone else in the world is except for her she is the one that seemed to have you know who run ran most of the meetings 
But then something seemed to happen. Something seemed to happen. It's just interesting. So we'll see where she ends up, right? And I'm sure we'll find out pretty soon why it is that she really didn't run for school board. Then you got Jordan Blomgren, who is still on the board. She is not She is not up. Her term is not up this year. Ricky Chaikin's term's not up this year. Right? So you've got a new crew, right? You got some new faces, you know, and they're they're doing their best, right? You know, these folks, the new faces, the Protect Penridge crew, they're doing their best to, you know, basically say, we're, you know, we're the, you know, uh, uh, fresh faces coming in and we're going to do all this stuff. They're the same, same, they're arguing for the same things. So it's a pretty big deal. So look, if you are in the Penridge School District, we need you to get out there and vote. We need you to get out there and vote for the Penridge Community Alliance candidates, right? I want you to go, right? If you don't know who they are, right? We're going to drop this link right into the chat right here, right? We're just going to make sure that everybody's got that one, right? You can vote for Carolyn Ciarino, Leah Foster-Rash, Chris Kaufman, Ron Wirtz, and Bradley Merkel-Gump, Okay. Because these are the, I mean, look, you even had Ron Wirtz, right, lifelong Republican, basically said, I can't, I cannot run on the, as a Republican anymore. I cannot do it, given what you people are doing. Right, and, and Ron Wirtz is actually, he's actually a perfect example of, of what should be happening on a school board. Like, look, Ron Wirtz, he has supported some things that I haven't been, I haven't been behind. Right. But I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I've watched that guy on those school board meetings. I've watched him actually listen to parents and reconsider some of the things that he was that he has been discussing. And what more could you ask for? What more could you ask for? So. Anybody who has any qualms whatsoever about whether or not they should vote for Ron Wirtz because he was a former, former Republican, do not. Do not hesitate to pull that lever for him. I'll tell you that. Because, because of that, right? I mean, if we are really truly saying that, look, school boards should be nonpartisan. These should not be places that our culture wars are being fought, fought over. Right? They should be places that are basically saying, how do you provide the best education possible for our kids given resources? Right? That's really what you're talking about. And how do you ensure that your school district is best set up to help those students succeed in their lives? And yes, then there's also... Fiscal responsibility, right? It means that because because school boards, public schools are funded by taxpayers, right? That also you want to make sure that that money is spent well, right? So let's and also be clear: fiscal by being like fiscally responsible does not mean all you do is cut taxes, right? What it means is that you want to make sure that the money has the greatest bang for its buck to deliver the best education possible. That's really what you're talking about. So the Penridge Alliance, Penridge Community Alliance candidates. Again, Carolyn Ciarino, Leah Foster-Rash, Chris Kaufman, Ron Wirtz, and Bradley Merkel-Gump. What is their pledge? This is the pledge that they're saying. One, repair the district's reputation with responsible leadership. There is no question that the the reputation of the Penridge School District is in the tank. I mean, look, I hear talk around, you know, I, I teach at Kusan University, right? And there's a lot of, you know, that's a lot of where uh, students go and they become teachers. <laughs> and there is a great awareness 
of what has happened at Penridge and what continues to happen at Penridge. There's a reason why a lot of these students who are trying to are studying to become teachers do not want to do their student teaching at Penridge because they think it's, you know, it's chaos. And, you know, again, they, they wouldn't be wrong about that. Second pledge, represent the entire community, regardless of municipality, age, or party affiliation. All right, this is what I was kind of, the kind of thing I was just talking about with Ron Wirtz, right? If you're going to listen to people in the community, right? Not basically do what a party says or take some kind of national talking points and kind of implement them, but actually seriously try to think about how you do best possible. And there's the, the best way to do that is you make sure that you are working in partnership with your teachers and the community, right? You want to have the experts who know curriculum. You want to have the teachers that are kind of like are well-trained, right? Well-compensated and supported, right? So that they can kind of, you know, bring the most every single day to their classrooms. You also want to restore local control and terminate the contract for million consulting. Absolutely. Wasteful. Talk about wasteful spending. A contract that has no end. Refocus di district priorities onto student achievement. Yes. Respect our professional staff and empower them to work alongside parents. Yes. Reduce wasteful spending and make conservative decisions with our tax dollars. Right. Now here's a perfect here's a perfect example, right? If I was if if this was a normal year, right? Or no, not even a normal year. If these folks get get elected, right? I'm interested in having conversations about when you say you want to refocus district priorities on a student achievement, what do we mean by that? Right? Let's how can we expand the discussion beyond just test scores? Right? That's a cool question to have a discussion with school with school boards, right? How do we think about that? How do we measure this stuff? How do we kind of like come at this, you know, this problem? in a way that is most beneficial for students, right? And you're talking about making conservative decisions with tax dollars. What does that actually mean, right? Let's talk about making, let's talk about making effective decisions with tax dollars, right? And I understand why they're doing it in terms of a campaign, but those are interesting questions to me, right? Those are really interesting questions for me about how to have those conversations. And not only that, that's just their pledge. Then we could actually have questions about like what to do for the future of the schools, right? I think about things like, you know, I, I mean, I've said this a thousand and one times. There's, you have a solar in the schools program, right? That has been, has gotten trying to be pushed through at the statewide level. What would it look like to make Penridge schools, right? Like uh, one of the, uh, you know, what are the, the leading examples of how to kind of build sustainability into our, even our facilities, our buildings? Solar panels on the roofs of all these flat buildings that are in the sun all day long. Not only providing energy, not only planning kind of like, you know, carbon-free energy for the schools, but also feeding back into the community, potentially lowering all of our electricity rates, right? I mean... Once, once you start getting sane people back on the school board, once you, you get these Moms for Liberty culture warriors off the of school board, what you can start thinking about is like you can open up mind space to begin thinking about creative solutions and different possibilities and planning for a future instead of kind of like, like longing for a past. So there we have it, Penridge Community Alliance. Check them out. Put the the, the you know the link will be in the show notes. And if you're uh, kind of with us on YouTube, right, you check out the, the comments. I put that link down in there, right. I also want to get while while we're doing this, right, going to go through who we're going to be vote for, right, and in terms of like you know school board candidates. If you are in the Central Bucks School District, right. <clears throat> you want to check out Neighbors United for School Board. Right? Let's remember Central Bucks, and we're going to talk a little about what's happening in Central Bucks. So the recent article that just came out in the, uh, I think it was in the Inquirer today. But we're going to talk about that in, in a minute. But let's remember in Central Bucks, and very much this is kind of where 
a lot of people really started paying attention. Central Bucks is the third largest school district in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, right? They're a fairly, it's a fairly wealthy district, right? And this is where you had these folk, in particular Paul Martino, right? Who is the, you know, right-wing funder spending all sorts of money, right, to elect extremist candidates, right? Got everybody worked up over COVID measures, right? And now is using that as a way to kind of fan the flames of culture wars, right? And elect the people that he wants. And it, I guess it, it helps the matter is that one of the candidates that he's supporting right now is his wife. But Central Bucks, again, how many times can you be in the, nat- the, the focus of national media, right? And still maintain your reputation as a school board or as a school district? When do teachers at Central Bucks, well, they've already started leaving. But when does that impact become really impacting students? So now Central Bucks, the elections are a little bit different than they are in, in Penridge. Central Bucks elects people by kind of district or areas, right? So do check that out. It gets Neighbors United or CBSDNeighborsUnited.com cbsdneighborsunited.com. These are the candidates that if you are in the Central Bucks School District, you want to make sure you're voting for these folks. Karen Smith, Heather Reynolds, Dana Foley, Rick Haring, uh, Herring, sorry, and uh, Susan Gibson. And, you know, th- this is, an, look, not just for me. I mean, again, I know that a lot of people that are listening to this, um, you have already been knocking doors. You've already been talking to people about it. You're already in those active conversations. But those links, right, sending those links around. Like, because one of the most difficult, you, you know, you talk to people who run in campaigns. They'll tell you this all the time. One of the most difficult things about municipal elections, right, school board elections, local elections, is that their name recognition is just not there. It's just, I mean, our political culture in this country is not built around local knowledge and local and kind of local engagement, right? It's really focused in this kind of national spectacle kind of politics. So people know a lot about like, well, they think they know a lot about what's happening at the national level, right? They know presidential politics, but when it comes down to local school board elections, right? You ask, hey, oh, you know, Dana Foley? And they're like, Dana, no, I don't think we've met. And like, no, no, she's a candidate for you know school board in Central Bucks school school you know school district, right? It's hard to get name recognition out there. And when people are going to go to the polls, right, they're going to be looking for who to vote, who to vote for, right? Sending this stuff over the you know anybody you anybody you know, send them this stuff, send them this stuff, let they have so they've got something in their hands that they can go so they know who they're voting for. Right. School board elections. I mean, I, I know for people who are engaged there, this is not difficult. Those for those people who are kind of like not, you know, living, breathing politics all the time. Right. Just knowing who to vote for is 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 a difficult thing. Right. Just because you're not familiar with it. Right. You're not in that world. So make it easy for them. Right. Say, hey, here's the candidate you want to look for. Right. When you go out to vote on Tuesday, November 7th, make sure that you, here's your candidates. Right. I want to give kind of one more. And look, you're listening today. um, Let me know. I mean, and you have a list of candidates that you think people should be um, that we're going to add to this list. Um, Please do Um, send me the links if you if there's links to particular candidates or particular collections of candidates, because I want to make sure they're included here. I also wanted to give a mention out here to uh, Council Rock. Right. And Council Rock. Um, the reason why, um, and we'll talk about this um, shortly too as well, I mentioned this on the show last week, but in Council Rock, there are, um, again, more Moms for Liberty back candidates that are seeking to take over that district. And so now you have the, or, you know, this kind of blanket organization together for Council Rock, right? There are candidates there are Democratic Party t- candidates that are kind of like actively campaigning for seats against these Moms for Liberty folks, right? There was an article in the Bucks County, uh, Bucks County Beacon uh, last week or a week and a half ago um, about exactly this. That's what we'll, we'll come and talk to. But I wanted to throw that link into chat today because I want to make sure 
that people know. If you are, are in the Council Rock School District and you're going out to vote on Tuesday, this is an absolute critical election for you, too, to prevent your school district from going down the path that Penridge has gone and that Central Bucks has gone. You want to vote for Tracy Osecki, Ed Tate, Matthew Leskowski, Linda Stone, Kimberly Winnick, and Nikki Khan. Right? Head on over to togetherforcouncilrock.org, togetherforcouncilrock.org with that information. Even if you are not in Council Rock, but you know somebody who lives through Council Rock, say, look, it is so important that you get out there and vote on November 7th. It is so important that you cast ballot, uh, uh, um, you cast your ballot for these candidates. And if they say why, you said, have you heard what's been happening in the Central Buck School District? Have you heard what's happened in the Penridge School District? When these Moms for Liberty back candidates take over, have you seen? And chances are they're going to be like, yeah. And if they're not, they're like, well, I'll tell you what. They're wasting tax dollars. They're finding kind of they're having to kind of deal with all sorts of lawsuits. They're kind of attacking LGBTQ kids, right? They're undermining the curriculum. They're replacing it with this national Christian nationalist curriculum. I mean, just go through the list, right? Have a list of four talking points, if you will. Right? But get this to them too. Right? Together for Council Rock. So, yes, so critical. I wanted to, I don't know if you saw this or not, but um, this was just published um, this morning in uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer, and it is Maddie Hanna, and it basically so, shows that the uh, Central Bucks school board race has now passed $600,000 of spending. And as the little subheading says in the article, says the vast majority of money on the Republican side came from one man, venture capitalist and GOP donor who poured $500,000 into school board races across Pennsylvania two years ago and is the bulk of the funding that is going into supporting Republican candidates this time around. Twenty twenty one, right for context, and this is from Maddie Hanna's uh, article, right in Central Bucks, which uh, which eighteen thousand students is third largest in one of the wealthier districts of Pennsylvania. Twenty twenty one's elections already saw far greater spending, with Democrats and Republicans raising a total of more than two hundred thousand dollars, according to an analyst uh, to analysis by uh, one of the involved PACs. So, two hundred thousand dollars in twenty twenty one. Already, as of the publishing of this morning, we've we've tripled that surpassed $600,000 for this year's campaign alone. And here's the two voices. Uh, quote, that number for school board race is really quite extraordinary, said Vince Galco, a Republican strategist who has worked on Pennsylvania campaigns from the local to presidential levels. Joe Corrigan, a Democratic strategist in Philadelphia, said he's involved in a school board race in Delaware County where Democrats are trying, trying to raise $5,000. He said, that's pretty typical of these races, he said. 5,000 versus 600,000. So a little bit from the article. Right? Most of the money going towards Republicans came from one man, Martino, a venture capitalist and GOP donor, right, who poured, as I was saying before, $500,000 in school board races across Pennsylvania two years ago. This year, Martino appears to have doubled down on Central Bucks, where his wife, Arati Martino, is running as a Republican for the board. Martino gave $187,000 to Bucks Families for Leadership, the PAC that he created supporting the five Republican candidates. He also gave another $40,000 to stop Bucks extremism, which mailed thousands of homes controversial flyers depicting explicit images from books the district pulled from library shelves earlier this year, calling on voters to protect the children against extreme Democrats who oppose book bans. Martino previously said that he gave Bob Solera, a GOP strategist based in Alexandria, Virginia, who was tapped to run Stop Bucks Extremism, he gave him a seed check to get his new pack off the ground. However, Martino was the source of almost all of the pack's money. Martino's contribution, or beyond that, beyond Martino's contribution, the pack only raised $485. 
Martino went on to give an additional $52,000 to Buck's Families for Leadership on October 30th. A donation filed at the state level that came past um, uh, that came in the past the uh, 2023 deadline period. So he just cut another check. This is what you see. We, we talked about this. We've had um, um, we've had folks on the show here talk about the ways that some of these big money donors, the way that they work, is they put in the money right after um, the the filing period, right? So that that doesn't count. So that people don't see it, and it's a big check. Here you go, fifty two thousand dollars. So as of October 23rd, right, Neighbors United, the PAC supporting the five Democrats, raised $194,686 with its largest donation, $40,000, coming from Turnbucks Blue, a PAC that has supported Democrats throughout the, count, uh, throughout the county, right? So forty grand from one PAC from here. That PAC also gave uh, more than $8,000 to individual committees supporting each of the Democratic candidates who raised an additional $122,963 um, on top of the Neighborhoods United group. The sen- quote, the sentiment, uh, the sentiment was that what's happening in Central Bucks and the nearby school districts in Bucks County is very, very alarming, said Bonnie Chang, chair of the Turn Bucks Blue. Um, the PAC's biggest donor this year, Jill Kearney, uh, founder of Art Yard in Frenchtown, New Jersey, gave the committee $100,000. A message left with Art Yard for a comment was not returned, blah, blah, and goes on. Right? So here you got to understand this, right? Because this is what you're seeing, a lot of nonsense that's being floated about like, oh, well, Democrats, blah, 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 blah. The only reason that you're seeing people stepping out and giving money on the Democratic side to this degree is because of what Martino did last time and continues to do. The recognition that Martina was AB, basically able to buy school boards, buy the Central Book School Board through the donation of and uh, through his PACs and through direct donations to candidates. And now we have a school board race that is over $600,000 in spending in one school district. I mean, you're telling me that this is this is the best use of kind of community time and money is to ensure ideologically driven culture war school board candidates get elected. You know, and look, uh, well, I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent, but, you know, I, I look at this and look. If you've been listening to this show for a while, you know that even when Sean and I, when Sean used to co-host this week, Sean Kitchen used to co-host this show with me, one of the things that we always were frustrated with, one of the things I've been frustrated with, is that you have, say, Democratic candidates who refuse to kind of do politics, right? In other words, stake a claim, argue for a position, counter the other side's thing, right? But I actually just wanted to kind of run the same old bland candidacy, right? And for years, you'd have Democratic Party consultants come from, depending on the, 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 the election year, coming from either, you know, from Washington, D.C. or from kind of like the state, and they would consult candidates and tell them, you, you know, here's the messaging, you know, and they... They, they dust off their messaging that they, they kind of pick, they still are holding on to from the 1990s. And they say, this is what you need to do, right? You don't want to talk about abortion. You want to talk about kind of like women's health care. You don't want to, you basically want to tell you, make sure everybody knows that you're fiscally conservative. Um, make sure you, make sure you 100% support the cops and dis, dis you know, and, 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 and don't associate yourself with Black Lives Matter. You know, all that kind of stuff, right? You, you want to be as, as, as absolutely white bread and boring as possible. That was their, that was their model, right? Where, you know, white bread and boring, that's going to get you elected. And of course it's ridiculous, right? I mean, it's been like political malpractice for decades, but that's changed now, right? And, you know, I got to say uh, what's, it's changed in, I think, in a really positive way on the Democratic side of the tickets. And by building local organizations, right, by having 
say, developing messages and arguments and campaign stuff that is not based on some sort of Democratic Party talking points, right? But based upon the experience of kids in schools, right? It's based upon what's happening in the community. And that's important, right? And it turns out that people care about that. November 7th is going to determine whether or not enough people are going to care enough to go vote, right? That's really, that's really the important thing. Will they care enough to vote? Will that message that we need to have school boards that are trying to make the schools as successful as possible for all kids? They have an eye toward the future, not in the 1950s. Right? About uh, schools that help support the mission of public schools, right? Is to build democracy, right? Go talk to Benjamin Franklin, you know? These people, these, these kind of Republicans, like, wave the Constitution, America, America, founding fathers. America. Well, go talk to the dudes who talked about the importance of publication. It was for sustaining democracy, Public schools became so important. The reason why, you know, you have a guarantee of quality education in the Constitution of Pennsylvania is because of the association with quality public schools that weren't just about reading, writing, writing, and arithmetic, but were about citizenship, right? Which were about the principles of democracy, which were not which is not about fascism, which is not about exclusion, which is not about white supremacy. Today it's not, thank God. That's why we need this stuff. That's why, but you know, so we're going to see. We're going to see on Tuesday. I also want to kind of remind everybody that, you know, the elections on Tuesday are, yes, school boards are absolutely critical. But this is also important that anybody that you know across the Commonwealth, making sure that it's important that they get out there and vote. It, it might be that in their school district, they're not having these issues. So they're not as kind of like ramped up to get out there and vote on Tuesday. But I want to remind you, too, as well, that that is not the only thing that is happening on Tuesday. In addition to these school board races, Right. I want to, well, I should, where should we start first? Well, in addition to uh, the school board races, uh, one of the most consequential elections is going to happen for here is for the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Right. If, look, if you were motivated by, and you know people were motivated by the overturning of Roe v. Wade, this election, Tuesday's election, is the anti-abortion extremist second bite at the apple right here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. They have nominated Carluccio, Carolyn Carluccio. Republicans have nominated Carolyn Carluccio, who is an, a, a rabid anti-abortion candidate. And you can't do this. So you want to protect abortion rights in Pennsylvania? Got to get out there. Dan McCafferty is the Democratic candidate. Dan McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Sorry, I always say McCafferty because I knew of McCaffrey. Anyways, Dan McCaffrey. He is a Democrat, and he is going to help protect abortion rights because he thinks it's (laughs) like this is what should, you know, this is like the law. This is what, you know, protecting everybody's rights he is not an ideologically driven anti-abortionist like Carolyn Carluccio. And, you know, I, I go to the gym a few times a week, right? And there's always the TV screens that are up there. and just kind of pop around watching that. And the ads, the money that is going into ads for the uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court, is it, it's, it's astonishing. And the, the lies that the... Uh, um, um, Carolyn Caruccio's campaign is telling about Dan McCaffrey. It's just, it's just, it's just crazy. But like, again, that's the way that pol- these, these folks run politics, right? Like doesn't, truth doesn't matter. 
right? You go ahead, character assassination, do whatever you need to do in order to gain power. That's what they care about, right? And they're looking to, you know, if they get that seat on the state Supreme Court, trust me, the right to abortion is then under threat in Pennsylvania. People like Planned Parenthood, like Political Action Fund, are, they know this. They are kind of campaigning hard about this. People who like, got behind wanting to make sure that we elect um, um, Josh Shapiro to the governor because he would definitely be a vote that would veto any anti-abortion legislation that came through, right? The Pennsylvania Supreme Court is the right wing's way to get around Josh Shapiro, and all of these anti-abortion extremists are motivated to get out there and vote for the courts. They have been for decades. That has not been true on the other side of the aisle. That has not been true for Democrats. But this is consequential day. Consequential. Please get out there and vote for Dan McCaffrey on Tuesday. Democrat Dan McCaffrey. And I'm going to drop in. Carolyn, I'm sorry, Carolyn. Uh, Catherine Caruso had a great piece um, uh, in the Bucks County Beacon. I'm going to drop her article in chat right now. So people who are sitting there have a direct link to that. Please share that around. I also am going to drop in the Planned Parenthood endorsements. Sorry for those folks listening on the podcast. <clears throat> and they'll lay it out right there. This is absolutely critical. Superior Court Judge Tamika Lane. Depending on where you're voting from, you're going to see that. Tamika Lane for Superior Court Judge. Remember, judicial stuff is important all the way down. Check out the Planned Parenthood endorsements. Like abortion is on the ballot on Tuesday. Tamika Lane for Superior Court Judge. Jill Beck for Superior Court Judge. Matt Wolf for the Commonwealth Court. Make sure you get out there and vote. Make sure that everybody you know gets out there and votes and let them know that this is at stake. They might not care about the school board elections, right? But they may, this might mean a hell of a lot to them about abortion. And you know what? This is the kind of thing, this is the other th- this is the thing that the kind of the GOP and the right wing understands, right? You get them motivated around something like this, the PA Supreme Court, right? Guess what they do? They go up to show up to vote, then they actually vote down ticket too as well. The same thing is true on the other side. You let people know, except, you know, again, it's generally the case that, you know, progressives and the left and Democrats, whatever, are generally not as plugged into these things as the, the as the GOP because they have an entire infrastructure built to ensure that their candidates get elected and they're about gaining power and that's it. But here we can do some of this, right? We can do some of this. Again, I know this is last minute right now, but people have been have been campaigning, people have been door knocking, people doing this. Dan McCaffrey, make sure you vote for him. Tamika Lane, make sure you vote for her. Jill Beck, make sure you vote for her. Matt Wolf, make sure you vote for him. Not only is abortion up in these judicial elections, but the election itself. Right? Two days ago, Pat LaMarche again, wrote a great article in the Bucks County Beacon um, about exactly this, right? Laying this out, right? Basically, these judicial races are the ones that are going to be making rulings over election law, Pennsylvania's election law. And so if all people care about is a presidential election and they were worried about what happened last time, This is another reason to get them and get out there and vote for these Supreme Court justice, the Commonwealth Court justice and the the, um, um, excuse me, 
um, you know, and, and all judges all the way down, all the way down the line. These are really, this is really important time, right? You just got to get that out to people. This is an absolute critical time to get out there and vote. One of the other things that I want to, I know, I know this, look, everybody, I know that we are uh, kind of, this is election heavy today. I get it. Um, municipal election heavy. Um, but it is absolutely crucial. There is one additional. Uh, hold on, let me get this here. Oh my God, what did I just do that? Here we go. <clears throat> So one of the uh, the other offices that's up right now, you remember, right? I mean, people were like thrilled about this, right? In the, um, uh, during the last round of elections, right? It was the, for the first time, right? In a long time that we had, um, in 2019, Democrats took control of the, um, the Bucks County um, commissioners, Right, they gained a majority on the board. Right now, these folks are up for election again, and again, you <laughs> from everything from mitigation against climate issues locally to flooding that we've seen, how we grapple with this, to crime we've seen crime plummet in Bucks County, in part because of the work that these Democratic Party commissioners have done. Right. We've seen more openness and transparency in county government, problem solvers brought into county government. Right? So we've got, I mean, again, all, uh, yet another reason, right? Diane Ellis Marseglia, right? She is kind of like leading the, the commissioners, right? She is up for re-election as is Bob Harvey, right? They are running for, re they're running for re-election and they have challengers. And yes, there's more money going in there, right? Because those Republicans understand they want to get rid of a Democratic Party majority. The Democratic Party majority is actually doing stuff that's good for people. And if the Republicans regain the majority of the county, then they are going to have, it's going to have an impact down the road. And I get it. Look, these are hard things. I'm going to throw, this is uh, from WHYY. WHYY did a little profile, right? From WHYY. You want to check out like a little bit about their background. And one of the reasons why this is like such an important race too as well, if you read the WHY profile or you're trying to go like ballot PD or something like this, all you're going to get, right, and this is even frustrating about the WHYY one, is like all you're going to get is like, you know, campaign statements, right? You're not going to actually kind of understand the, 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 the political dynamics, right, and the, the power situation that's going on here. But this is critical, right? Getting out there and vote for Diane Marseglia and Bob Harvey is just as important as those school board races, Right, they might not be as in everybody's face right now, in part because they haven't been taken over by the chaos, because we've had a Democratic Party majority in there. Diane Ellis Marseglia, Bob Harvey, make sure if you are in Bucks County. So, I mean, that's that's really where we're at, right? I mean, this these are the these are the big deal. These are the big issues right now. <laughs> Oh God, um, I don't know what else to say about it. You know, um, I, I, I just like, I guess, I guess the one thing that I do want to say mm. is that I hope people are taking care of themselves too. Um, I, I have, I have so much like respect for the folks that are plugging away day after day after day, knocking on doors like talking to folks, putting out campaign materials, delivering yard signs.
Every bit counts. Every bit counts. And look, you know, let's be clear. Uh, we've all got our work cut out for us, right? I mean, we got an election on Tuesday. But, you know, as uh, Karen... Fer uh, Karen Fer <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Kirsten Zolfo uh, was on uh, the program this past Monday, right? For Out to Coop Live. And, you know, as she pointed out, you know, right after this election, we've got other stuff to pay attention to, right? Not only do we have the 2024 presidential election, but, you know, there's a potential government shutdown coming, right? You know, things like this. So we've got our work cut out for us and we've got to be into this for the long haul. And this is, I hope people are taking care of themselves, you know? Um, I, I don't know about you, and this is a little bit off brand, if you will, but, uh, not off brand, but it's, you know, a, the, both between COVID and the, 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 the Trump administration, I think I am only just now this year really coming to grips, uh, with, how devastating that was. And the legacy that that has, has stayed with us, like, you know, cause it's been relentless. I mean, the, you know, the Biden administration has, you know, has provided a little reprieve just at the, the everyday emotional stuff. Right. It's provided a little reprieve in the sense that, okay, it's not like insanity every day. It's not like like ha feel like you have to just kind of play defense and protect yourself every single day, protect people around you every single day. Right? Of course we still do, but I mean, it's like it was so in our face every single day and there was no rhyme nor reason to it. It was just coming at you from a thousand different ways. And that, of course, was the plan, right? We've talked about this on the show before. And so just feel like I, I'm me personally, I feel like I'm just starting to catch my breath, be able to see, you know, further than, you know, the next room and thinking about how to build, you know, I mean, how to, where do we go from here? And, uh, and I know that, you know, they see the organizations that have been built up from in Central Buck School District, in uh, Penridge School District, in the Palisade School District, and what's beginning in Southern and Quakertown and Council Rock and is is encouraging and i just hope that there's also we have the spaces that we're going to look for spaces of um care right for each other right that allows us more of kind of emotional range other than kind of anger and despair right and one of the things that's been great you're hearing stories about um folks that are out there door knocking and there's a lot of people that are finding those spaces in those door knocks, right? Finding out that unlike what it looks like at those school board meetings, there's a lot of people out there that are not invested in culture wars, <laughs> right? There's a lot of people out there that are interested in a community, right? They're interested in kind of having things go well, about being respectful, about supporting each other. That's, that's great. So... There we have it. So Tuesday is the big day. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. Uh, we might have a guest. I'm still waiting to hear back from a couple of people, or we might just do a kind of a, a quick, you know, pre-election check-in. We'll see. We shall see. I will be uh, in my precinct all day long on Tuesday. Oh, it's going to be a long one. Um, staffing has been tight. I'll just let everybody know about this too as well. Um, you can let people know this too. As staffing has been tight um, all over the place. Um, so, uh, let, I, I mean, I, I, I will hope there's a big turnout. Um, and I hope that they, we end up with a kind of enough staffing at all the different precincts so that, um, nobody's got to wait too long. Um, but get out there and vote, get out there and vote. All right, everybody. I appreciate all of you. I appreciate, um, all the kind of support and assistance that you've given all, um, kind of both to us and, and really more to the community over this, um, really kind of, here we go <laughs> right here. Here we go. All right. This is Kevin Mahoney, creator and founder of Raging Chicken. I uh, want to remind you, 
You can help support the show by going to patreon.com slash rcpress. You become a patron for as little as five bucks a month. Um, and, you know, make sure you, if you're a podcast listener, make sure you leave us that review on the podcast app. Um, you know, uh, make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, little things like this help other folks uh, find the show. Um, thank you so much uh, for all your help and support. Uh, thank you to all our patrons uh, who make this show possible. And thank you to all those folks who have been out there doing the kind of uh, the, the daily grind work of knocking on doors to ensure that our school boards and our communities um, don't go further down the hole of extremism. Um, thank you, everybody. This is Kevin Mahoney, creator and founder of Raging Chicken. Uh, we're going to go out and uh, got a bunch of work to do this today. Um, got a weekend ahead and uh, got an election to run. So here we go, everybody. See ya!